0: Welcome back to Hockey Prospect Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. It's Hockey Prospect Radio on our 2024 World Junior Championship Preview Show brought to you by Fractal Hockey Consulting through an integrated series of best business practices. They design solutions for hockey operations and hockey business ops. Let's talk about Chetia. Overall, if you look at this team, not as many drafted NHL players, but they have some really key end players compared to to some other teams they've had and like up front and offense. Yes. They have Yuri Kulich. And I think he's really going to be from an offensive catalyst. I think he's going to stir, you know, really stir that drink for them. But for me, a player who's going to be the absolute key, I think he's going to be the linchpin for their whole offensive group is Mattya Sapoleev uh, drafted by Vegas because of his defensive ability As a centerman, he's going to have to match up against the top line every shift. And he's going to play a lot of minutes, Uh, power play, first unit penalty kill and match up head to head. And he's going to have to produce offense. I think he's going to be the number one key for Chechia throughout this tournament. And I'm really intrigued to how he's going to handle that level of pressure. And if that he's going to have that pressure internally on him so for me I think he's the number one player thoughts Jason on you know this forward group and what they're going to bring
1: well I think you just hit on a a really key player for them and you know the thing with Sapovalov is that you know he's a big body too hey guys so he's got long range and you know he plays uh, with uh, with good detail up and down the ice. I really like that at bottom. He's got strong spatial awareness. He can win key faceoffs. He's more of a distributor than a shooter, which is fine because if on the power play, for example, he's able to win a puck along the wall or cycle off the wall somewhere and hit Kulik tape to tape back door. Obviously, Kulik's going to be ripping pucks on goal as quickly as he can. Right, that's his job and. um you know, the guy that I think that they really need to besides sides up about add that extra layer is, uh, is Sally. Like uh, I really think that, you know, he's uh, he's gonna, he's been interesting for me um, in a lot of different categories, depending on the event, he goes off, right. And like really goes off. And then some other times it's pretty pedestrian. He's been just okay for me this year. Um, you know, kind of a hovering around a point of game. So, They've got an interesting mix here. They're not as deep as the Slovaks up front. They're not as dynamic, but they got some names on here that they will play like their hair's on fire. They'll work, you know, Zidlicki, Stancil. Uh, you know, Zidlicki, obviously, he's got NHL dad pedigree. And so they're going to uh, come at people as hard as they can. And uh, they've got the goaltending. Uh, I believe they have strong goaltending that will give them a chance as well. they got a big four group, too. I'll just add that before
0: we get thoughts from Brad. They have a really big forward group. They only have two forwards that are under six feet. Both of them are 5'10". The rest of the guys are 6'1 or bigger. So that could be an advantage to them if games get thrown along the boards from that standpoint. Thoughts overall, Brad, on the forward group?
2: Yeah, I agree with both of you. Sopovailov, for me, there's three elite defensive forwards that I've seen in the last couple of years that just blew me away with what their, their abilities were defensively. And that's Sopovailov, Lenny Haminaho, and Adam Socorro. And uh, I love it because uh, they all play very differently. Yet they're all fantastic at, at what they do. Uh, obviously, Sopov is the biggest one. He's going to be. He's going to be everything. He's 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 going to have to be the difference maker for the checks to me, as, as you mentioned. He's going to have to make his teammates better. Uh, as Jason mentioned, he is a primary playmaker. He's going to have to really be on point here. He's going to have to make sure that he can set up Kulik, who is going to be like. Let, let's just. Say it as it is. This is not a. There's not a lot of depth up front. I'm expecting Kulik to get double teamed. I'm expecting the power play to be running through Kulik, or, or sorry, running running towards him. He'll be the trigger man. Who, or he'll he might like, even be the bumper in this in, in their front in their power play structure, depending on what they decide to do. But wherever he is on the ice, the opposing team is going to be trying to have some somebody try to intercept a potential pass to him. they Everybody knows that that's their their guy who's going to try to, to put the puck in the back in the net. So they. It's going to really be down to Sopovalov and Kulik, I think, as a 1-2 there. That's going to really determine their offensive output. And it will be up to Rabble, who I think will be under siege occasionally here. He's going to have to really hold down the fort and make sure that he can hold long enough where they might be able to, to win those ugly 2-1 games. Right, That's going to be the way I think they win the majority of their games uh, if they're going to do something at this event.
0: One well, of the guy we should probably mention uh, that we did in the forward group is Jakob Stansel, uh, drafted by St. Louis, 6'3", over 200 pounds. He could be that dark horse for this team in a bumper position around the front of the net because he's such a big body that all the focus and the defensemen always look to Kulik or they may look to a guy like Saleh because you know he can like go off too. But he may be that guy that no one really notices, but they have to key on him because you can't let a 6'3 guy with some hands linger around the net undetested in that respect. So he may actually surprise some people in that respect, in terms of producing some offense, he's going to be leaned on heavily, but maybe the defense core and the other four group are so focused on the other three that he gets a little bit of soft ice and can take advantage of it. So I'm curious on that. Let's focus on the defense core as well. So, you know, you look at Wojciech port, Thomas, Amara, uh, um uh, Merrick, um, sure as well three players that are obviously all NHL drafted so I want to key on those guys first but you look at this defense core they're a big defense core like a lot of guys that are six two six one they only have one guy that's smaller I' um, in Galvez at 510 so they really built this team about trying to win as you know Brad noted two one three two games I think that ends up happening to be their strategy
1: Jason thoughts on this defense core overall yeah, they're, uh, I'm wondering where the offense is going to come from on the back end. So I, I think that uh, to your point, they're going to be able to play, you know, a mostly simple type of game. And and they got some girth there. And, and you know, they definitely the names that you mentioned. I mean, Alcher, even Hamara, like these guys, um, you know, they're they're mostly simpletons for me, guys. Like there's not a lot of wow to their game, um, which is a good thing in a tournament like this. You know, sometimes less is more. The, the guy that I got a really keen on though it, you know is the draft eligible? like Jirichek, you know if you look at the games and the build up yeah. to the tournament, um, you know being used in all situations, uh, you know on the power play, you can see that he's trying what he's trying to do you know and, and he's got sound vision and uh, but he's just gonna have to elevate everything's gonna have to come off his stick just a little bit quicker and a little bit more aggressively. Um, you know, he's was different than his brother that way, isn't he? His brother was ripping pucks uh, every chance he got, but this guy—you uh, need to score goals on the power play, and it seems like the puck goes through him on the power play, so that's going to be a big thing for me. And how much
0: that def- that top the obviously with Eureka and then the three drafted NHL defensemen? How many minutes are those guys going to end up playing? Are they going to like by the end of the tournament? Are they going to be a little bit running out of gas? Because I think every one of them is going to be you know close to 22, 23, 24 minutes, depending on the game. And that, you know, that third pairing is going to play more sparingly because they're going to try to play those tight games. So curious to see how, as they get towards the quarterfinals, what's going to be left in the gas of that defense core. Because I think they could have used a couple of extra guys. They just didn't have that depth this year. Quickly, we got a couple of minutes left. We have to talk about their goaltenders. Let's start with Harabal right off off the hop because I think he's going to be end up being the starter, but both their goaltenders are monster six, six and six, four. Like all you got to stand there and they're just going to get hit by pucks.
2: <laughs> That's the hope. I, I'll, I'll mention one thing about uh, just before I get to Rabble with the Galvez and and Juracek is they both play up in extra league in Chessia. So they, they play against pro men, right? And that matters. That That's going to help uh, them when it comes back to coming down to junior and being able to actually make a difference. Although Thomas Galvez is very small, He's about five eight and a half, five nine. He already is, is shown to be able to hold in transitional rush defense at the at the against men in the extra league. He's he's actually not looked out of place defensively, which is a pleasant surprise. And uh, to Jason's point, Adam Juric going to be incredibly important in this tournament. Uh, getting travel, to you know, I, it, it was it was really interesting. I had a lot of conversations with Jason about uh, who really was the top end goalie in this class. I think some people maybe misread Ravel's long term upside uh, because his consistency rates weren't always there at the USHL level. But for uh, our listeners, you have to remember this is a, this was a first year eligible goalie who's coming over to the States and, and playing on smaller ice for the first time. And conditioning was a massive factor. Massive factor with this kid. He, it, we saw it live, Jason, when when he went up against the states at the U18s. You know, by the by the time the third period started, he was already d- finished. He had nothing left in the tank. And I bring that up because there's going to be situations that are very reminiscent of the performance they had to put up against the states, where he kept them in the game for two periods at the U18s, and then the, the gas. It, what he was, there was not enough conditioning there. So my question coming in is, is there enough? Uh, based off of his college development so that he can hold with that third period right. so he can get that win.
0: Yeah, 100%. We've got to take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. We'll come back right after these messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat